Hi there. Welcome to the Isogo TV podcast from isogostrong.com. I am your host, Becky Hammond, and you and I gather here on this podcast to fixate on strength in our families and on our teams. Because when we start from assuming strength, we can make relationships easier. This is episode 109. You know, in some way, your life today does not look like the life that you led just a few weeks ago. I know mine doesn't. Here I am sitting in a cabin in the mountains instead of an apartment in DC. There's change and stress and this kind of sense of crisis all around us in a new way that very few of us have ever experienced before. Work and family and shopping and getting together have all been completely flipped. And it, it seems that there's more and more advice flooding our inboxes and our social media platforms maybe than ever before. Everyone is trying to not just survive, but thrive too. This is the second episode in a new series about strengths and crisis. I'm, I'm taking a few episodes away from our scheduled series about the 34 Clifton strengths because it just felt like it didn't make sense to keep on moving forward like nothing had changed, because it really has. And I know that we can help each other in the change. We have the tools that we need to thrive during this time, as uncertain as it is, and we're all equipped to get through in different ways, through the filter and the power of our strengths. So in these episodes, we're gonna be chatting with leaders and coaches about using strengths through crisis. We'll be wrestling with questions like, what does it look like to know and really take advantage of the things that are strongest about you during a time of stress? And how do those strengths help you not only survive, but thrive then how, how do they sometimes make things worse? In today's episode, I sat down and chatted with Tyann Osborne from rural Texas to the mountains of Arizona. My jaw dropped as she described the impact the coronavirus had on her business and her home. And then to hear of her position of grace for her clients and her kids and even herself as they figured out which way is up and really reflect on what matters. I was so encouraged by her. She even leaves us with an incredibly helpful and practical activity for starting to move out of the state of overwhelm. You are in for a treat to hear from Tyann. So let's dive in. Hello, good morning. I am here today with Tyann Osborne. <laughs> Yay, <laughs> good morning. Good morning, how are you? I just got a note that said, your internet connection is unstable. So you know what, podcast listeners, um, <laughs> you are gonna get to experience two satellite dishes from one to the next in the rural parts of Texas to the mountains of Arizona. So um, that will be a fun thing just to kind of play with today. <laughs> Absolutely, real life and um, just one more thing that we're having to navigate in this crazy time. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true, so true. Um, so, Tyann, um, you and I have kind of just slowly gotten to know each other a little bit here and there over, uh, mostly, surprisingly, yeah. in person at uh, a lot of, uh, several of the Gallup uh, strengths events that have happened over these past few summers. Absolutely. Um, and so I've yeah. just kind of been privileged to get to get to know you a little bit and I would love for you to tell the rest of us a little bit about um, 
let, let's talk a little bit about before the coronavirus, before crisis. Like, what what did you or do you do okay. for work, and what your family is like, and what did kind of day to day life look like? Absolutely. Um, well, I'll first say, Becky, um, it's been so good getting to know you. And the last time I saw you in person, you were still expecting. So that's all awesome to be a part of your life with such big changes. So I love that. And yeah, so we'll say before virus, uh, BV, um, what I've <laughs> I've had my own business for eight years, and every year has been better than the past, and I would say definitely before virus, and the majority of my business is live events and speaking at conferences around strengths-based things and productivity. So um, what my life looked like right before the virus was I was traveling almost every week. I was in the the Delta Sky Club. I was, you know, living the big, the big jet set life there, and <laughs> flying all over. I had great clients, you know, speaking at big events. And I would say, what happened was March the third. I was supposed to do a multi-leg trip where I flew to Dayton, Ohio, and then had a session there, and then flew to a big um, speaking event in Miami for Merrill Lynch, um, Bank of America. And I was already on the leg from Austin to Ohio and got the message that the uh, Miami conference canceled. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, it's tomorrow. <laughs> Who cancels a conference a day ahead of time? Like, I'm already on my way. Right. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine the cost of just, oh. you know, and I'm sure people were coming in from farther away than I was. And it was just kind of a mind boggling thing. And so I spent quite a bit of time um, with some fun Delta you know, um, attendants who had to kind of sort out this ticket issue. And I would say that's when kind of it got real for me yeah. because it, up until then it had been, you know, this thing that you hear about, right? And I'm like, well, okay, that's this thing that's happening somewhere else. And so it really doesn't affect me. And so aside from sorting that out, that was, I got home about midnight or so on the 4th. And then by the following Monday, every one of my engagements canceled. Yeah. And so going from, I am literally like in a plane and I had all of these tickets booked for months and I had all of these hotel reservations booked for months. So I'd already incurred expenses, like I'd already booked yeah. those things and been counting on that revenue, right? Sure. Um, and then it all just ended. I mean, poof. And so, um, yeah, I have to say that was um, a bit of a scary, you know, time, and yeah. it still is. We're still yeah. sorting through that. Yeah, you know, it kind of makes that's how it started for me. Um, extra hard for you. So I don't know if that if that helped make you feel any better, but I feel like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what just happened? I'm reliving it all over again with you. Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, and I would say that over the course of these years in my business, I have purposefully gone more toward, you know, live training and live events and, and had stepped away from really anything virtual or I did have a handful of coaching clients, but I'd kept that very small because, Becky, I lead with significance. That's one of my favorite strengths. And for me, that is, there's very much that performance element element of yes. significance. I love being on stage. The oh. bigger, the better. I love a huge audience. That's where I get my energy. And so to go from like, you know, 60 to zero um, has been a big, <laughs> a big change oh. for sure that I am still navigating day by day. Of course. I mean, now we're, yeah. I mean, we're only, almost only exactly one month following that huge kind of yes. snowball of cancellation. So, so what does your daily right. routine in your overall life look like right now? Yeah, well, I guess a couple things too. Um, when things started canceling, initially my clients were saying, we'll pick back up in May. And so initially there was very much like, okay, this is just a blip. We'll pick back up in May. It's irritating to have to, you know, rejigger all of this stuff, but it'll be okay. And yeah. then personally, um, my husband and I, we live on a ranch. We have a daughter in college and another one who's almost 16. We share custody with her. So we were really only seeing her, um, you know, a couple times a month. She was involved mm -hmm. in a lot of sports, club sports. And so um, we have this big house on this big ranch and we were downsizing. Our house is for sale. So all that was happening. And then boom, all this <laughs> happens to me. Um, Tom was looking for a job, my husband. I was really the income um, generator. And then all this happens. Our college daughter, her college shuts down. She has to move out of her apartment. She loses her job. So guess where she is now? She this past right, weekend, right we went down and got the rest room. of her stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. She's upstairs. And so, I mean, things you never think are going to happen. She's very independent. And frankly, she was really disappointed and felt like it was a big failure to kind of move back home. And so kind of navigating through like, oh, pumpkin, it's not a failure. Like this is just this crazy world. Um, so she's here. And then our high schooler, um, we ended up having, um, and so we're not sure if we're going to have her full-time or not. We might. Mm. And then all of a sudden she's doing things online and her school had never done any kind of online learning before. And I would just say technology wise, um, that's been a real struggle for her school. They didn't really have like a, a comprehensive approach. She mm -hmm. was getting, you know, different messages from every one of her seven teachers and using different technologies, Google Classroom versus something else. And, and you know, everyone thinks um, sort of Gen Z is all, you know, joined at the hip with their computer. And she's really not. She's joined at the mm. hip with her phone, which is different than doing it with your laptop. Totally. And, wow. um, yeah, and I've written about her before. She's also the kid who's exceedingly high in discipline and really wow. needs a lot of structure. 
and not the best at imposing it on herself. She really looks for that external structure, someone to yeah. put that in place for her. And I would say discipline's not really my jam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit more like, um, you're not the boss of me. Don't tell me what to do. And so trying to figure out, you know, so you're trying to figure out yourself, like, holy crap, what are we going to do? Um, like I said, Tom's still looking for a job. Um, newsflash, not exactly the best time to be <laughs> looking for something. And um, so that's day-to-day -day life right now. Um, wow. And so it's... Yeah, there's a, uh, I mean, like you, there's a lot of life and not to make a short story even longer, but it just, you know, I see these things that are happening and on LinkedIn and people putting out all of this productivity stuff, which productivity content, which honestly, I, I play in that space too. Yeah. And now I'm looking at it thinking, are you kidding me? Um, <laughs> I'm doing good to get through a day and get all the people fed and like laundry and, you know, like there's just all these humans in the house now. And, um, you know, we live in this small town. There has been zero toilet paper since the beginning of March. There's nothing in our stores. No one delivers. Um, and so it's just... So that's kind of your day. And when you think, oh gosh, you know, how am I really creating new content and adding value for my clients? Honestly, Becky, like <laughs> that's kind of, uh, that's kind of a, a nice to have if we get there. Oh my so, There you go. <laughs> that is such an amazing, amazing in the uh, like, oh my goodness, sense of the word, uh, just picture <laughs> of what all of a sudden life was like. Like you were on the road, you yeah. you and your husband just kind of yes. had this nice rancher to yourself. You uh, yeah. didn't have to really <laughs> think about anybody else except for, um, ex except for kind of right. your clients and what you were doing for them. And now it sounds like it's, it's just yeah. it's a little bit more like, survival and um you know how can you order 180 yes. rolls of toilet paper from amazon and when are they actually going to so <laughs> right and everyone was making fun of um who was it was it Charmin that was selling that giant like tire sized <laughs> roll of toilet paper for christmas and people were giving it as gag gifts and now everyone's like oh my god why didn't i buy that yeah. so why did i keep that yes <laughs> That's it. That's it. So, um, I mean, this is real life. My mom lives yeah. about two hours away and mm. she's, you know, mid seventies and has um, a lot of health concerns. And so wow. obviously we don't want to, um, you know, we, we want to be socially distant because we would yeah. be just, um, beside ourselves if we somehow carried the virus to her so we're not seeing her but she has all the toilet paper so we're actually going to meet halfway this weekend and do like a parking lot tp exchange <laughs> oh man that, these are you the know, stories we tell you know what yeah. this is how we keep it light and keep ourselves <laughs> laughing <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are, what else are you going to do? And so it's, I would just say it's been, yeah, a really interesting time. And, um, 
that's, that's kind of life. So frankly, from a business perspective, you know, I do have some things I can do virtually. I do still have some coaching clients that I can take, um, remotely. It's not my preferred style. Like I said, I, I get energy from being physically with someone else. Um, but you know, Zoom is better than nothing. So I'm just trying to lean into that and kind of know that this too shall pass. And, you know, I don't think we're going to go back to normal. I think we'll arrive at a new normal, whatever that is. And I'm just trying to think, okay, this will be good. This, you know, we'll figure it out and it'll be okay. And life will be different. And I think when we expect life to be different, as opposed to I expect my life to be exactly how it was. Mm -hmm. I think that's an exercise in frustration. So if we can just get focused on, it's going to be different and that's okay. Yeah. I love how you're already thinking about the future. Cause I do think that there is a mentality out there that like, we're going to, we're just going to go right back to where we, where we were, you know, I'll just go back to getting my hair cut at the same place and I'll go back to (laughs) seeing the same clients and I'll get back on the same airplanes and, but there's just, uh, it's, yeah. it's going to take a while to get back to. And I think we're also learning new things in the process. Yeah. And I mean, in every adversity in the history of humankind, it has taken us forward. You know, there, we, we were yeah. all of a sudden plunging and then we have to figure out a different way out of the pit that all of a sudden we had yeah. gone into. Uh, when you think about the... Yeah benefits that you might maybe are experiencing right now or might be able to see what are some of those things that that really do feel like man this could be a benefit if not right now at least in the future I think that's a great question. Tom and I were talking about that last night on the back porch as we were sitting there um, in our rocking chairs on the back porch watching the deer come up. So, (laughs) so things, yeah, things that have been a benefit. We actually were talking about, you know, this house has been for sale and thank goodness Mm. it hasn't sold because we do have, like you said, we have the ranch, we have the space. If we were in an apartment in Midtown Manhattan right now with all of this, I have to say, God bless those people. I don't know how they're doing it when they they can't go outside. So we can go outside, we can take walks. We've started taking a walk every day as a family. Mm. And so I love that. That's been good. And I told him too that as much as I actually enjoy kind of jetting around and being with clients, um, that is wearisome, you know, I mean, that, that starts to wear on you. And so being home and not having to rush to the airport, um, there's, (laughs) there's benefits of not having to get up at three in the morning and, you know, drive to the airport. So I'll take that. that. (laughs) Yeah, there's that. And um, not getting home at midnight, there's that. And, um, you know, like I had this little garden that I'd started but paid zero attention to. So I'm out there. I have my garden. I picked an asparagus yesterday. Thank you very much. And you (laughs) ate it? Was it good? I know. Like, I did. I picked it right out of the garden and ate it. It was delicious. (laughs) So I've got things coming up. And um, I don't know if we've talked about this before, you know, but we have chickens And so we're getting eggs every day and that's awesome. Apparently, um, that's a form of currency around here too. So I could start (laughs) selling those if I needed to. When you need your toilet paper. (laughs) So, um, yeah, exactly. I'll trade. Um, 
funny enough, our neighbor um, across the way, which makes it sound like I'm 400 years old, um, they have a cattle ranch and they do Wagyu beef. And so we bartered um, eggs for beef. And I have to say, I think we got the better end of the deal because their meat is delicious. <laughs> oh, but, now that's you know, I'm sure yeah. city folks do not have access to, that's for sure. <laughs> Right. But, you know, it is interesting to think, okay, you know, things like a barter economy, they come back really fast in a time like this. And then what's valuable versus what's not. Um, who would have ever guessed toilet paper, you know, is like the new gold. And, you know, Tom and I were talking about like what businesses are really seeing a lift because, you know, the media. Um, yeah is all about kind of the negative stuff that's happening because that's kind of their world. But there's a lot of businesses that are seeing a big lift and um, isn't that interesting? And, yeah. and how's that going to continue, you know, after this thing moves on? So right. anyway, that's, uh, that's kind of life, life right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love those reflections. Yeah. I think that those conversations, like the one that you had, you and Tom had last night on your porch, like, I think that those conversations are happening more than, I mean, than I can ever remember yeah. them happening, at least on a, a, such a, a mass scale where people are just started stopping to think they're, they're doing some of the things that we recommend or that are recommended in leadership, but that we don't always just stop to do like right. hey, take a break. Why don't you talk about yeah. the things that you're grateful for? Why don't you just kind of see the bright side of things? Like, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do that tomorrow, you know, yeah. like, but it's, there's no tomorrow. It's just yeah. kind of more present with each other necessarily. And so uh, I think there are some, there are some benefits to what's Absolutely. going on, even though it's, it's personally it can be pretty devastating to, to your world, to your world. Um, as you've, as, you, as you've experienced. Yeah. <laughs> so one thing that we do and have really liked this practice and, you know, you have your card set and so does our mutual friend Murray guest. I know yes. you guys are both big into this and, <laughs> and we love this too at our house. And so I made index cards mm -hmm. and just on each card, I put something like, what are you grateful for today? And then I have one that says, um, how did you help contribute to the family today? And, but also, you know, what challenges am I facing? And, and do I have any feelings I want to talk about? And so we'll just take those little index cards and talk about them at dinner. And um, the kids really like that. And it, it's a really good conversation piece as opposed to just sitting there in front of the TV with the news, you know, reporting the latest doom and gloom. So we very much make a point to have family dinner at the table and talk about those kind of things. Wow. Wow. I love that. And I love like yeah. that picture potentially was you kind of maybe off eating dinner in an airport somewhere versus now all of a sudden there's kind of this <laughs> nightly dinner together where you get to have real conversations and talk about, uh, talk about real things. So oh, I, I love that. You know, I love that. You know, I love the meaningful yeah. um, connection and conversation. <laughs> so that is very cool. Um, I know. I know that you can. So you do. <laughs> totally, totally. You're now my hero because you've yeah. done it yourself. <laughs> You'll have to make a, a new set or like a 2.0 version, which is like crisis cards. And yeah, uh, yeah. we can do a little bit for that. 
Uh, well, let's talk a little bit about the role of your strengths as you navigate this challenge. You know, you and I both kind of live in this strength-centric sure. world where we believe that if we yeah. were all to recognize the strengths in others and ourselves and all live in those things, um, we could do more, be more, um, care more, uh, and impact more. So um, first of all, why don't you just tell us what are your... Um, most important Clifton strengths. I, I say top, top, we say top five, but then sometimes people like their six or seven. So I don't want to limit you to that. So why don't you yeah. just um, give us your favorite Clifton strengths <laughs> that are yours though. They can't be somebody else's. Um, and then maybe just give us an idea of uh, how understanding your strengths has been helpful um, in navigating this, this trial that you've just described over the past few weeks. Yeah. Um, so I lead with maximizer and significance as one and two. And as you've heard me say before, I like to call them magnificence. <laughs> and so that can be a, an interesting combination. Um, and then I've also got learner communication and futuristic in my top five, mm. but six and seven are input and positivity that I really like as well. Um, if I read you the whole thing, I've also got some of those um, other influencing themes that people can bring up their nose at like self-assurance and com um, command and competition <laughs> in there so but I don't so want to overwhelm I don't anybody mention those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> strength shame strength. no 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 so you know what was so interesting Becky was the way I had my life set up before really fed into my maximizer mm -hmm. insignificance and maximizer you know Don Clifton who invented all the strengths he was a strong maximizer and that really is that strengths-based focus and that innate you know ROI for what's a good spend of my time and spending area and time in my areas of weakness is just not a good spend of my time so um and one of my favorite things when I partner it with significance is I love to see that light bulb go on for other people. Mm. That's my favorite thing. That's why I need to see your face because I want to see that happen for you. And I love that, man, that just fills me up. And so I'll tell you that my significance has kind of taken a hit. I mean, with mm. just not being able to be out in front of people and being a strong influencer, I don't, do well just in my home office by myself all day. Um, I can only influence the cat so much. <laughs> She's not appreciative of my influencing efforts. It's, <laughs> She's like, um, whatever. So yeah, she's like, really, mom, leave me alone. Um, her name is Delta Dawn, by the way. So if you hear her yelling in the background, I, I tried to pin her up so she couldn't interrupt us. Um, so I was asking Tom last night, I said, you know, I'm going to talk with Becky and we're talking about using strengths in this time. Have you seen me use my mm. strengths? Because this is an exercise that we do even outside of a crisis time, you know, having someone else comment on your strengths because sometimes you yeah. can't see it yourself. Right. It's just, you know, it's so how you think you don't even realize it's a thing. And he said, um, I've really noticed you reaching out and checking on people. And I thought, wow, um, let me think about that. And he said, like, you were just on a Zoom call with Doug Bacon. You and Lisa Cummings text each other all the time. Um, Leah Keogh in Seattle, y'all talk all the time. He's like, you have this thing with Becky. You're on WhatsApp with Murray. And he noticed that. And I didn't even 
sort of give myself credit for doing that. And so I thought, okay, that's, that's been really important to me to see you. Yeah. And so you feel like that's kind of like he was seeing your significant strength kind of just trying to work itself out in other ways, or what would you attribute that to from a strengths perspective? Yeah, I think so. Um, You know, it's kind of like a -a whack-a-mole. If it can't show up in this one area, it's going (laughs) to pop up somewhere else. And of course, we always want that to be productive, right? So he said, um, I mean, he had this, um, this is an example of, you know, he and I have taken cruises before, like my mom likes to cruise and we've done that. And we have this um, cruise consultant that we use to help. And obviously, the cruising industry is in the ditch right now. I mean, that's just, it's been awful and who knows how they're going to recover. And he said, you actually reached out to the cruise consultant (laughs) to check and see how she was doing. (laughs) He's like, nobody else would think to do that. And um, I just thought, yeah. And you know, what's funny to me, Becky, is I don't have a lot of really top relationship themes, but I have strong relationships that I build through these other things. And I think significance is one. And it's not, it's not all about me, even though sometimes my husband says it is, it's really about, you know, um, having that connection with people and helping them see that they're awesome too. That's the, that's the part that I love. So I think that is showing up. Um, I would say my maximizer has always been acutely tuned in to revenue generating activities. And so I have this ability to sort of just sort through the noise and think, if this does not generate revenue, it does not need to happen. Hmm. And, you know, just sort of pull everything else apart. So literally in my, my planner I have every day, I have at the top, you know, what's making money today? Am I sending out a proposal? Am I talking to a client? Because I think there's so many things grabbing at our middle attention right now. It can be really easy for the whole day to go by and none of that gets any attention. And I'm not saying I spend a lot of attention on it all the time, but it helps keep me focused on something, um, you know, when everything else is kind of rah, 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 rah. That's a whole other conversation too, right? Like it's about like when your world was 100% live and 100% like, or almost 100% like being in front of people, you know, what does it look like to put at the top of your list every day? What am I doing to produce revenue today? You know, I mean, there's a, it's not just like, well, I need to reach out to this client. It's a totally different uh, construct and totally different mindset. Yeah, it is. And I, I, if I sort all this out brilliantly, I'll call you back and we'll talk about it because it's exactly. very, yeah, yeah, trying to figure it out. And there's a lot of us in this space and not just yeah. the strength space, but other people who yeah, speak and do events. Um, there's a lot of us in the space who are like, okay, what does this look like? And how can I authentically continue to drive business and add value to clients in a way that's um, serving them and feels authentic and is valuable yeah. and is not smarmy or um, is not a good quality product, frankly. Right, right. Or just feels too opportunistic, right? Like, well, okay, I guess this is what right. we have to do right now. So yeah, virtual is a new way. It's like, well, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, 
Right. And that might not be right for them. Or I'm sure like you, I mean, my inbox was just flooded with it seemed like every retailer or product vendor I'd ever done business with since 1987, all of a sudden having a big virus message. And then, but in every one, there was sort of a, an implied, we'd like for you to buy from us. And it just felt to me like, really? really? Um, there's a, some jewelry, a particular brand that I like, and I really like them. I like their brand and they push some sort of buy me product to me in email twice a day. And it, it wow. just seems a little tone deaf to me. I'm like, really? Who's buying jewelry right now? Um, <laughs> I mean, I appreciate they have a business to run too, but right. Yeah. Right. I don't want to be that right. person. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's so, yeah. it's so true. We kind of are balancing that like, well, I'm a small business too, you know, like I don't have any gift right, cards to right. sell though. So, <laughs> um, you know, how do, right. we, how do and, we balance that? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I had one client that um, we were, I mean, like I was just about to do their session and they said, well, we want to go ahead and pay for it so that, you know, we have it booked. And I thought, okay, that's great. Um, Do I have other clients that want to prepay? Um, Sometimes we see this with, you know, different clients. Um, I have some state and local government clients Mm, that have a certain fiscal year and maybe Mm -hmm. they have money to spend in this budget cycle. And so um, to me, that feels authentic with working with people. If that works for them, you know, I would never push things like that if it didn't work. But this client was like, hey, this works for us. I'm like, hey, that works for me too. It's a win-win. So so I love that. I love that. And um, I was going to also throw in there, Becky, about futuristic because that's one of my favorite Uh, strengths too that I I really lead with. Um, My husband has that too. And I think that really, when, you know, when I explain it to other people, I say it's a, it's a way to see the future in a very tangible way, whereas mm-hmm. for other people, the future can be kind of this ambiguous or amorphous blob. We, we have right. really an ability to see things and then make it happen. Mm-hmm. And so I think for both of us being able to see, you know, sort of this too shall pass or we will get through it. Right. There will be a vaccine, you know, and life will be different and that'll be okay. And mm-hmm. how can we navigate that with grace yeah. as opposed to um, just being really mad that this happened, even though that's a perfectly normal emotion to have. I think futuristic helps us really keep an eye on the, on the prize in the future, as opposed to getting really, really upset about what's happening right this minute. Yeah. Like you can, you can be mad for a moment, but then there's like a, a power to help you move, move through it and maybe visualize hope, have peace. I mean, what, what's kind of the outcome of that? What would you describe as like the opposite of mad or frustrated or overwhelmed (laughs) that futuristic gives you access to? I think for me, I, there's a there's a subtle nuance I want to put out there too because it's it's always irritating for me when someone tries to downplay your feelings or tell you your feelings aren't valid. I I don't think that's that's helpful for people just to say, well, you know, buck up, little camper, or yeah. uh, my other least favorite thing for someone to say, well, you know, other people have it a lot worse. Like, uh, well, but that doesn't mean it doesn't suck for me too. Um, you know, every family is in their own situation right now. And yes, there's 
horrible things happening, but everyone's dealing with something. And so I think for me, futuristic, it's just a way to help say, yes, that is true and that is happening, but that won't always be the case and not in an overly Pollyanna way, but yeah. sometimes in a more practical way and to help, I think maybe come combined with Maximizer, help be able to see, you know what, here is what I need to do so that I can mm. move back to revenue or value generation or a family that works or, you know, whatever it is. Um, so when Tom and I were talking about like this whole house situation, we're like, well, that sucks. I mean, you know, no one's buying our house right now, but then we said, well, but look what it gave us. I mean, yeah. we had been downsizing, but guess what? We just upsized. And so <laughs> we have space for everyone. Clearly we're not the only people affected by this market that we're in. Everyone's in the same boat. And mm -hmm. so if this is our new normal, where our college kids with us, maybe our high school kid is with us all the time, maybe we stay here. Maybe we take it off the market and just, we're here. We have a beautiful place. It's fine. Um, and then, you know, just move on down the road. And so I think that's mm. the part, Becky, that I just wanted to make that distinction. It's not a Pollyanna and it's not yeah. a, a brush off of what's currently happening. It's just a way to sort of put in perspective what could be as opposed to just getting caught in sort of the awfulness that might be your day right now. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love that. I think um, I was talking to another uh, friend of mine who was a, a leader in a large, large organization and you know, we're talking about even doing a, an interview like this. And she's like, I just don't want it to seem like I'm doing everything right. You know, like, yes, we can use our strength to get us through these <laughs> right. different things, but like all of us are floundering in some way, shape or form. I shared on the podcast yes. um, myself, like it's getting through the anxiety, but I'm using my strength to get through it, through it, which means I have that anxiety, right? Like I, I have those emotions that are coming with this. And so yeah. our strengths can help us just have be a tool to think about it in a different way to help our minds kind of switch gears a little bit. Um, and you know, to your point, we all do it in a different way. And so we're going to spend a, a certain amount of time in a, in a certain emotion and it's going to be different for everybody. Um, and then what our strengths do is they help us have tools to be able to get out of that, to pull out of it. Um, and we're, we're yeah. not going to do it yeah. right every single time. I think that is so key. I would say, you know, there's no Pinterest medal for surviving the virus. And you see these things about the perfect homeschool mom or the person who's, you know, baking all of her own bread. And I mean, people who were, I mean, was it Gwyneth Paltrow said, use this time to learn a new language. And I just want to tell people like, oh my God, you know, stop with that because that just puts that just puts an, an inordinate amount of additional pressure on top of an already pressured filled life. And so I always say, if you have kids and they're alive at the end of the day, you're winning. I mean, that, <laughs> that's, <laughs> did everybody get fed sort of, I mean, you know, one of them, you're like, when's the last time you bathed? I'm like, you know what? They're still alive. It's, it's okay. And so I would say, um, we're trying to navigate this with grace, but 
I don't want anyone to think, oh, other people have all of their, you know, what together and I don't. I mean, yeah. every, I mean, every day is just a different thing. And, and you're right. I mean, certainly having my entire book of business evaporate in the span of a few days, you want to talk about scary. And I'm the breadwinner for the, um, for the family right now. Yeah, that's scary. I think about that all the time. Nice. But so sometimes I'll just kind of allow myself like, you know what, I'm just going to be mad about this for the next, you know, few hours. And then I'm going to figure out, okay, getting mad doesn't solve anything, but it's okay to have that feeling. What do I do next? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, let me start reaching out to some clients. That's what I can do. Yeah. So, and even Tom and I, back to that, you know, his job search, we were talking mm -hmm. about, you know, what industries do we think are going to really flourish or they're going to need more of. Well, he has in his background, military and some military police and sort of personal security and that mm -hmm. kind of thing. And we thought, gosh, that's only going to increase in need right now. And so he actually pivoted into looking for wow. jobs in that arena and actually had an interview on Friday and did really well. And so, you know, who, <laughs> who, who would have guessed that, that that would have wow. been a focus. And then, you know, we've also thought, I don't have to solve for some big life problem. Like this doesn't have to be the solution forever. Um, this is where kind of futuristic is interesting because I always say, you know, there's, there's Mr. Right now and then Mr. Right. And sometimes Mr. Right now is what you need to get through the situation <laughs> or that's a building block to the right thing later. And it's okay. Yeah. It's okay not to not to feel like you have that perfect job or perfect solution, you know, a, a tick closer, a step closer is fine. Fine is fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially in this environment where we, we don't know what next month looks like right. or next year looks like um, right. you can en envision that it's going to be better, but you just don't know. So just taking that next right step, Right. Um, can feel liberating to say like, oh, I don't have to have this all figured out and this doesn't have to be permanent. Um, the good, the permanent yeah. good, unfortunately, you know, we're not probably always going to be going on family walks every single day, right? But then the permanent <laughs> bad either. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And and one other thing I would say just as um, sort of advice to, to our peers or other people who are, you know, trying to figure out um, what else can I offer as in terms of business, you don't mm. have to have it all built before you sell it. Yeah. And so, you know, you can offer things and if someone takes you up on that, good, then you can Brilliant. go build it. But like, don't <laughs> be paralyzed because you don't have all the content together right this second. Yes, yes, definitely. Well, I know we kind of have to wrap up here, even though I, I clearly would like to keep talking about this forever. Um, is there any sort of extra, you just gave kind of some really good business advice. Is there any other kind of encouragement or advice that you would give um, a, a person who is kind of in, in a similar situation as you? Maybe they, maybe all of a sudden their revenue dried up, or maybe they've had um, this certain lifestyle and now all of a sudden they have kids back in their house again. Um, somebody who's feeling overwhelmed yeah. right now, what would, what would you say um, based on your experience? Yeah. And, and like I said, first thing, um, you're not alone. 
everybody is in this and don't be fooled by somebody else's exterior don't let that um, sometimes that's not an accurate reflection of what's going on behind the scenes so give yourself some grace that everybody is dealing with something right now and it's okay not to have all the answers it's okay to be scared i would say um don't hesitate to reach out to someone else and say, you know what, I'm really struggling today. Mm. Because like I said, I'm seeing a lot of people out there um, who sort of are presenting this, this happy, shiny exterior. And I can't help but think that behind that, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fear and a lot of people who, who could just benefit from someone saying, you know what, this sucks. And, and I'm, I'm right there with you. And, but we're going to get through this. And so I would say, um, I would say those things. I would say have grace um, for yourself uh, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And then when you're feeling in an okay mental space, do not do this when you're having a freak out moment <laughs> or when you're worried about paying the bills. I mean, the, your, your creative brain is not turned on when your mm -hmm. lizard brain is running amok. But when you're having some quiet reflection, I have this exercise that I love and it's just, you know, take out, get a whiteboard or a white piece of paper or, um, and just a pen and list out all of the things that you like. That's what I always have people do. And in column A, list out everything that you like and don't censor yourself. Don't have that little voice that's like, that's not a thing, that's stupid, nobody else likes it. Don't forget that, just everything that you like. And then column B, I like to put down all your skills that you have that somebody mm. would possibly pay money for. And again, just to shut off that censor part, like, well, nobody's going to pay money for me to read comic books. I'm like, you know what? Somebody out there would. People pay money to watch you play video games, which explodes my brain. I cannot <laughs> believe that's a thing. And yet it is. So everything you like, every possible skill that you have, and then sort of when you've gotten that real creative juice going, then you can start to see where's this been in this diagram with hmm. what I'm currently doing? How might I lean into some of these other things? And one of my favorite questions that I'll just kind of wrap us up with is um, from Michael Hyatt, um, leadership guru. I love his stuff. And he says, anytime you're feeling um, or facing adversity, always ask, what does this make possible? And so again, hmm. when you're feeling creative and you have a, some quiet time in your brain, what does this make possible? Maybe you can add in some of those other fun elements that you haven't been doing before because it seemed like it was too far of a stretch. Wow. Um, but, you know, maybe now there's an opportunity there. And, you know, maybe out of 100 ideas, only one of them it will actually pan out. But I'll take that one all day long over just, um, you know, feeling sad all day with no hope. Yeah, so sitting, in say, your, sitting in your misery. That's kind of my advice. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I love that. So, I, yeah. I love how um, yeah. just, it, it, not just <clears throat> practical, I'm going to do that. And my husband, also who also has futuristic, <laughs> will love that activity. Um, uh, but also just, Great. just that, that moment that, that just your encouragement to, um, give ourselves grace, but also to not like think that we have to do all the things that people are saying that we need to do until we have that mental space. Like, I love how you said that. Like when you have a creative moment, when you have that restful space, when you not in your freak out moment, but in that moment on the back porch, um, right. that you could, that those could be the yeah. times that you could really say, you know, 
what are the benefits here? What, what is possible um, because of what's happening right now yeah. that maybe wasn't possible even a month ago. So thank you so much for sharing Absolutely. your story, for um, being willing to kind of show Yay. up and say that, you know, everything is kind of hitting the fan, but look, there are things that are uh, <laughs> positive about this that, um, that we can learn the right mental space really just take advantage of and, and use to create a future that we wouldn't otherwise have been able to create. So thank you for sharing that with us thank and you. for being willing to chat today. And um, I look forward thank to talking you so to you much. again soon. <laughs> All right. Me too. Bye now. Bye. See, wasn't that such an encouragement? One of my biggest takeaways was how much intentionality it takes to truly live through a lens of strength in crisis. I mean, we all act from our natural talents, yet to really use them to help us thrive, that takes noticing and asking others and being willing to try it. Tyanne Osborne is an incredible consultant and coach, and you can just imagine what a great speaker she is on the grand stage, can't you? <laughs> you can connect with her on her website or over at LinkedIn or Twitter. <laughs> and all those places, she is Tyanne Osborne. That's T-Y-A-N-N-O-S-B-O-R-N on LinkedIn, Twitter, or TyanneOsborne.com. In the coming episodes, we are going to continue to hear from some amazing business owners, healthcare leaders, coaches, and friends as they share their perspective and their stories about living through strengths in crisis. Since the goal of this series is to help each other, let's connect on Instagram to share how we've seen strengths show up in crisis. You can tag me or direct message me with your story or your idea. On Instagram, you can find me at isogostrong. And on LinkedIn, if you are there, I'm Becky Hammond, but not the basketball player. <laughs> also, if you are new to strengths or you're just getting spun up on your top five and you're curious about what it might look like to feel more thriving during this global craze, I'd love to help you and give you a jump start as your virtual coach. It's super easy to start. And since you're here today, I'd love to give you $5 off the Strengths Startup Virtual Coach Kickstarter, which makes it under 20 bucks. In this email series from me, you'll get insights into your talents and strengths, as well as some action that you can take to make relationships easier around you in stress and beyond. So if you go over to isogostrong.com slash strengths startup, you can check it out. Use the code virtualcoach5 for $5 off. I'd be honored to get a chance to get to know you and your strengths because <laughs> you and your strengths have the power to make a ripple effect in your family, on your team, and ultimately across the entire world. We can feel that now more than ever. The world needs your strengths. So learn them, love them, and live them in your own circles of influence. Until next time on Isoko TV.